All right, we are going to kick off in just one second, but before we do, I just want to share the kind of origin story behind Gavin in the Woods, which you guys probably have never heard, um, just quickly, because um, interesting yarn. We, Liz and I, my co-host, actually met working together in the public service, right? We were working at the Dog and Cat Management Board. I was working in, like, um, like media. She was working in admin. We didn't really get along, right? Because, like, when I looked at her, all I saw was this mad militant vegan who just wore, like, pirate pants, and all she wanted to do was lecture us about animal rights. She looked at me and she just thought, who is this fat, insecure, incel, recovering alcoholic? You know, you know, and we were both right. <laughs> but then one day we actually had to go out and work on an event together and we went in my car and we hit it off because it turns out we're both into like the same old heavy metal, we like the same horror films, all that kind of stuff. Now one day, Liz comes to me and she just goes, hey, you're, you're a stand-up. What do you know about podcasting? which is a fucking dangerous question to ask a white man, right? That is some open-ended shit. Okay, that's like just going, you know, can you mansplain feminism to me? Like, it's that level of open-ended. So I told her, I was like, oh, look, I do one, this is what... She goes, I'm actually really interested in starting a Eurovision podcast. I was like, okay. And she goes, what would I need to do that? So I, I told her, and I'll be honest, I told her the cheapest, nastiest shit she could buy. Because I just figured, look, I, she's my friend. I don't want her to overcapitalize on this. Like, you know, just doing what friends do. I thought that'd be the last of it. About a week later, she comes back and goes, oh, I've made my podcast. Do you want to listen to it? And I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> no. I don't give a shit. But I did what good friends do and I listened to it. And within the first 10 seconds, I was like, holy shit, straight out the gate, this is incredible. It's hilarious. Like, Liz is born to do this, right? So I went back to her and I did what any good, responsible person would do. And I lied to her about how good it was. Uh, and I undermined her self-confidence and then gaslit her into starting this podcast with me so I could have her to myself. Ah. <laughs> oh. So that's the origin story of Liz, and please put your hands together as we welcome to the stage the engine room of Gavin in the Woods podcast, Liz Allen! <laughs> Broken Hills finest. I'd say I can't possibly live up to that intro, but titties! <laughs> I know what I'm bringing. I got titties too, don't think you're special. <laughs> and thank you for dressing up as well this evening. I told you I came as a country racist bogan. Ah, oh, see, I just thought divorce dad. <laughs> we were never married. Divorce pants. I'm wearing divorce pants. <laughs> They're so handy, so much cargo, so much baggage. It's great. Oh, my lord, I, I gotta admit, I'm a little bit freaked out. Um, I don't know if we've discussed this before, but I have had a premonition. This is the first time that they've actually let us out on the basement. This is our fourth live show. Fourth live show, yeah. Fourth live show, and our three times they've made us do it in the basement, which was pretty much on a flat surface. We had the option of making a dramatic entrance through. There's literally just a curtain against the back <laughs> wall so we could stand with our feet sticking out. Um, but I had a premonition that I would come out and be like, rock and roll! And then my underwear would just fall around my ankles and I would fall into the crowd. 
And like, a, and like the Red Sea, you fuckers all just parted. <laughs> and just bam! Like on my back, because obviously if I go forward, I'm not landed on my face, but I just go backward. Ah! Knickers around my ankle break every bone in my body, and I'm just trying to like pull up my undies. So Saturday night. Yeah, but it's different. It's on a stage. We're not the usual stage that I'm on. No. You get paid a lot more money for the stage that you're used to. Oh, my God. If I... Oh, God. If I had the body to still get on that page, if I could be swinging around a pole, I wouldn't be messing around with this shit. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh. If I could have the will to just prop myself up, I don't know. I don't know. Just a lot of... That's a reality show we need to make. It's like, instead of people who want to be like MasterChef... You're like, oh, it's always been my dream to cook. Just go to TAFE, dickhead. Like, what they need to do is have, like, I want to be a stripper. Yes. That'd yes. be so good. And they could be taught by just disenfranchised, like, strippers who were just like, yeah. oh, oh, God, bending. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Pole position. <laughs> Coming this season to Channel 7. There's... That'd be on 7, mate, though, wouldn't it? Next to fucking blokes, mate. bro. Mate. Don't think, watch me. Oh my god, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna take off. Can I say to the who's on the bar? I can't see anything. It's Henry, Henry the lovely barman. Give Henry a round of applause. Hi Henry! Can you please send me a couple of gym beams and coke? This is the driest I've ever been and I do not like it. <laughs> Sobriety is completely overrated. <laughs> that being said, we've actually made a playlist for after the show in case anybody wants to stick around and have a little bit of a boogaloo. John contacted me going, oh, I've started a playlist. And? There were 15 minutes of meatloaf. <laughs> what the fuck? This is not a grand final. You don't need to ruin the night for everyone. Oh, Paul Kelly, though. He's going to be on later. Oh, my. No, he's not. Like, it's a party. No. No. There were 12 minutes from, like, the I'm sorry, wank my sadness chanting. I didn't put any Enya on there. (laughs) Oh, my God. And all I can think is that is the problem. Because obviously now you're a teetotaler. I don't think the problem was the drinking when you were drinking. I think the problem was the music. I think the music was so shit. That's why you've given up drinking. If you had better music, it wouldn't have been such a bad experience. You wouldn't have been shitting in front of banks and... That bank, singular, not plural, bank. Do I have to talk about the race course? Yes. No. No. No, that was like Burke and Wills, but instead of writing dig, I left a turd in a sock. And it rained that night, which meant the track inspectors had to drive around and look. And all they would have seen was one desert boot, a sock, a very dehydrated turd, and a healthcare card. And it just would have been the strangest oh, fucking Miss Marple you, mystery. Bless you. Thanks to these lovely ladies. Oh, oh thank you. Oh, mwah, mwah, mwah. I will put out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that giant bog you left. And it was probably like five schoolgirls in white mysteriously climbed up it were never seen again like hanging rock it's a poo yeah okay to be fair I used to play in a band called the Guantanamo Bay City Rollers (laughs) we had two albums Alcoholocaust 
and Dark Side of the Goon. We were so drunk, we got kicked out, we got asked to leave. They gave us money to leave a festival called Scumfest. So just be glad that I'm sober these days and not leaving fucking surprise Roomba turds for you everywhere like the world's worst cat. I reiterate my point. This one's got owl bones in it. What's going on? It was not the alcohol, it was the music. It was, yeah, probably it was the music. Oh my God, it was just dire. There were like 10 minutes of like that guy, like some guy from Germany, just like cars. I'd like to rank in my car. 10 minutes of that. It was Gary Newman and it was cars. Yeah. It was not 10 minutes. Five minutes on the A key. No, it's because you're in my car. Five minutes on the C key. It's because you're a blackout drunk and you don't know where time goes. Such a hater. Yeah. I measure time in dollar bills, yo. If I'm defending early synth pop, yeah, I'm a hater. What's wrong with switched on Bach? Come on. Party time. Wendy Carlos in the house, no? We often talk about the fact that everyone is really surprised that John actually has a girlfriend who's a living, breathing human woman. Is not inflatable, is not chained, and does not need a visa. (laughs) We have actually brought her here tonight. People have asked for proof of life that she isn't in the basement. Have you noticed though she's wearing a wig so no one will fucking recognise her? (laughs) We're just going to take a picture of her like with today's newspaper just standing out the front like with just all these little holes cut into it in Morse code for the Marines. Send help. (laughs) He's playing more synth pop. That'd be the worst part of Fritzl's dungeon if he had really bad music playing Mm. down there. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Do you want to listen to Kraftwerk again? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's fun on the Autobahn, except for you. You cannot leave the cellar. Um, Well, actually, that's that's actually an interesting moment because they, you know, they talk about, you know, there are some people who believe that if people die in like really gruesome, really adrenaline fueled ways that like almost like an imprint or a memory remains and you sort of get caught in that moment forever. Can you imagine if that moment forever is fucking, I wank in my car. <laughs> You're describing ketamine. Oh my God. Actually, I was thinking about this. The other thing, and this is genuinely, this is what I think about instead of forming real relationships and <laughs> having a life. I was thinking today, um, you know, it's like when you become a vampire, you know, that's it. You're stuck in that form for like all of eternity. Yeah. And I was thinking, does that happen the same like if you're a ghost? Like you don't suddenly feel like that's just it for like eternity. And I was like, what if you die like because you got the runs? Oh, he slimed me. Yeah. That's then. That's literally that's it. That's just an eternity of just like oh oh oh. Excuse me, Vicar. <laughs> oh, oh, dairy. Oh my god, Elvis just forever singing to his oh. poor asshole. Love me tender. <laughs> Love me. Just constantly sitting as he floats <laughs> through walls. <laughs> like he's on an invisible gopher. Just... <laughs> 
Come on. Oh, well, if you weren't depressed before this evening, I'm, I'm glad that we could put that thought. Well, if you weren't depressed before... It's alive! I don't know what the hell's in there, but it's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man! Game over! What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Welcome to the Gabin in the Woods podcast live for Halloween 2023! On that note, I just want to add, consent is everything, John. I'm just saying. (laughs) Ask a girl. Well, you had a smile on your face. Men. And for the first time in weeks, you're awake. <laughs> it's a special moment. Special, <laughs> special moment. She still won't remember. <laughs> he won't. I, I played a lot, lot of rugby and I've been hit twice by a car. Not the same car, different. Really? Yeah. What, for insurance? Like if they had, like, backed around the corner. Like, what did I do? Like... For insurance purposes or just... just Shits and gigs. What are you... I don't fucking know. You're from Broken Hill. They don't have much to do there. No, the first time, and this is why, and if you take nothing else from this podcast, this is an important life lesson, make sure that you always have a pen on you because I literally died because I didn't have a pen. Oh, bit of a Freudian. I literally died. (laughs) No, and because I'm like, I was across from work and I'm like, oh, fucking, I'm I'm just going to write this thing down yeah. I don't have a pen so I'll just walk across the road I was on Hindley Street and there was a van here beep 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 you know backing up so I'm like I don't need to look that way he's blocked off the road I'm just looking that way and while I'm looking that way some fucker in a ute I wake in my car music blaring came along saw a truck was reversing sped up came around sent me flying the second time I was on my bicycle just riding into the city. And I remember just out of the corner of my eye going, oh, that car's moving rather fast. Woke up under it. (laughs) Not the first time she's woken up under something. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the first time I've faked an injury to get out of it either. (laughs) Oh, my elbow. Did they at least buy you McDonald's after? Oh, that would have had to have been vegetarian at that point, wouldn't it? Actually, no, it was weird. The second, the f- okay, so the first time they just went, oh, fuck, we've killed her, and, and, just, and just fucked off and left me. But the second time, I've so I'm, I'm like, I'm a bit of a scatterbrain. I don't know what the fuck is going on. The first sign of tragedy or like any kind of stress, I'm just like, oh my God, my knickers, they're going to fall off, I'm going to die. But apparently if you hit me with a car, that is my calm moment. I am quiet in the storm. And these people sort of pull me out from under my bike, which is under the car. And I'm just standing there and I can't move my arm. And I'm like, I think I've got to go to hospital. I think think my arm's broken. Like, I'm just like, nothing. And the woman who hit me was just screaming and going hysterical, just ah, 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 and like hyperventilating. And I want to be like, "Um, excuse me. Stealing the attention much. I'm the one who's hit. So 
someone else had to get her and me in a car and drive us to the hospital while I just sat there calming her down. Like, no, no, that's all right. It's just a broken arm. Wasn't broken. Huzzah. <laughs> there we go. I imagine you're pretty tough, though. Like, it'd be like when you accidentally, like, you know, do something to a staffie and you're like, fuck, I've killed him. They're just like, what? <laughs> Yeah. I have learned that that is the advantage. If you, ta- if you land on your head, you'll be fine. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, right. Broken hill, mate. Broken hill, yeah. I have so much lead in my body. You could literally do anything to me. I'm an Iron Man, but I'm like lead woman. You know? <laughs> and that is my superpower. Just hit me, I'll just keep going. Eh, yeah, fuck it. You know why they didn't know if you had a broken arm? Because you got so much lead in you, they couldn't x-ray you. <laughs> you just look like fucking Wolverine. <laughs> oh my god I wrote a fringe show for a doctor last year And he was a resident doctor of Port Pirie And I got the joke in there That Port Pirie is the only town where you can have Low iron and high lead Hey That is now on a fucking TED talk I shit you not <laughs> Oh it's the little things That get you through Yeah fuck I wish I could swing around a pole That's got way fucking more dignity than that Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Way more. One of my mum's proudest moments is she was a nurse and she was doing a research paper to, like, you know, ump up her degrees. Yeah. And somebody, when she submitted her paper, somebody came and had a word to her and told her to subtract her paper. That's one of my mum's proudest moments, that someone tried to, like, cover up her report. Wow. Like, what was the secret she was exposing? Oh, just that, like, everyone in the city was fucked. Oh. Just lead. The thing is, she's like, ha, 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 and submitted it, and they were like, yeah, what you can do about it. You know what they did about it? Lead Ted. This is a true story. Okay, so like, oh I know my, Lead Ted. You know Lead Ted? Yeah. Oh, my God, there is lead in the population. It is in the air. It is in the water. It's in the soil. People can't eat what they grow. They can't drink stuff out of the water tank. What are we going to do to solve this, like, environmental crisis? Fucking mascot. Put a man in a bear suit <laughs> who would come on TV at 7 o'clock every night to remind you, wash your hands before you go to bed. <laughs> You'll be fine. You won't even notice the ADHD. <laughs> In Port Pirie, we had uh, PB the dinosaur. Because PB is the... the polluted f- blood? Well, yeah, it does stand for polluted blood, but it's also the, the uh, periodic table sign for lead. <laughs> PB the dinosaur. <laughs> PB the dinosaur would come to school and say, remember kids, wash your hands, wash your hands after you go on the playground, do all this sort of stuff. Oh, it's not the fucking Mordor lead smelter just back here, is it? No, it's you kids, wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Our town is literally, if you've never been, don't go, don't go. <laughs> Unless you're kidnapped on the highway, which is actually a chance. Um, our whole town is literally, and I, I don't mean that as in, oh, literally, literally built around a giant slag heap, okay? (laughs) We're not just talking about your grandma. What that is, it's literally all the waste product after they take all the lead and everything out, the stuff that's like too, it's just, it's a big hill. And they were like, oh, we should do something about that slag heap. You know what they did? (laughs) What? Put a restaurant on it. Of course they did. 
So now you can go and sit on the giant pile of lead. And we also have the big chair. I don't take their mind off it. Aussies love a big thing. Putting a restaurant on top of a fucking slag heap is like this, the house from Poltergeist. Just over an Indian burial ground. There's just going to be kids called fucking Bradley with three Ds coming out of the wall. That's the problem. All the kids with their big lead heads, we get on the big chair and we just go. Oh. <laughs> Need a big sit down because my thyroid doesn't work. There we go. Oh. Oh, that's, a happy, that's a happy note. Lead stays in your bones. Even after you're dead. Even after you're dead. <gasps> you know what? That is so weird. Because speaking about bones in you after you're dead. This is not about my grandma, is it? That totally brings us to the topic of this week. <sighs> I have everyone sitting really nervously <laughs> now. Yeah. <sighs> the love songs tell us all, love is in the air. You know what also is up there in the air? Contrails. Ghosts. And according to some people, do you know what's up in the ghosts, up in the air? Look, it's dicks, mostly. Dicks? Dicks. Ghost dicks. A lot of dicks. Mm, In the atmosphere, in the ether. (laughs) They mostly come at night. Mostly. (laughs) As this week we load our bags and recheck our tickets as we prepare to ride Granny's Ghost all the way to heaven. Woo! This week we're going to check in with a woman who claims to have had over 20 ghostly lovers. A ghost with a thing for panties... And ghostly gangbangs in grandma's living room. Oh, yeah. In this week's episode of The Ghostly Gangbangs of Love. No wonder grandma has plastic on the furniture. Now you know. (laughs) Everything. On the remote, grandma. On the remote. You are more on point than you realise. Oh, Jesus. Or getting ghosty with it. Very good. Which I think is really appropriate for at the moment if you've heard Jada Pinkett talking about Tupac. Oh. No, you've got you can't leave it there. Oh, my God. Well, of course, you know, obviously, apparently her and Will Smith have been divorced for like seven years. Yeah. Okay, um, apparently the real love of her life was Tupac. Tupac had alopecia and he proposed to her when she was in prison, even though TikTok has now gone on to prove that that's not physically possible. But Anya, honestly, she's just like, Tupac, Tupac, Tupac was the love of my life. We had so much in common. Did he, did he give her alopecia? <laughs> Is it sexually transmitted? That's one hell of an STD. Well, if you ask Jada, apparently. I'm going to take this hat off. I'm feeling insecure. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Did. I'm putting it back on. I just throw that in there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now, we have actually touched on the subject of ghosts and the people who like to make love to them before. 
if you remember, we actually did an episode, one of our early episodes was actually episode 20. Okay. All the way back. And in that, we actually have an update on one of the people that we met in episode 20. Your favourite, Amethyst Realm. Yeah. Amethyst Realm. That is her name. That was one of my Dungeons and Dragons characters. <laughs> <laughs> I use Amethyst Realm. The shittest Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, <laughs> no. Okay, to fill everyone up, Amethyst Realm, if you haven't listened to the earlier episode, Amethyst Realm was engaged to a man. They were living in a house. He would go away for long work trips. <laughs> oh, yeah, someone's relating. Yep. And one night she was just about to fall asleep when she felt a pressure all over her body and the sensations of making love. Hey. Elvis is in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards, she said she slept better than she had in years. And it actually turned into a three-year-long love affair. In which... All right. <laughs> Amethyst claims that her and her ghostly lover were doing it several times a day. Bitch, get a job. <laughs> get a job. <laughs> Who has that time? Who has the strength? I can barely get a load of washing in as it is. Oh, seven times a day. Do you have something to stream? Something to binge watch? Good God. Join a club. That's all I'm going to say. I'm saying is that ghost is setting an unfair standard for all of us. Oh, God. Thank, thank God Elvis was already sitting on the toilet. He wouldn't be walking after that. <laughs> Several times a day. Oh, God. Oh. Maybe that's just me, but oh, God. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, my God. You just get the knots out of your hair in time for round two. Oh. Fuck, like I've just, I've just washed it. <sighs> anyway, so this went on for three years, and then the relationship ended when he ghosted her. No. Mm-hmm. Amethyst then went on... ITV in the UK to discuss the lovers that she had acquired in the meantime. You know, so she's you know enjoying herself. She's a single lady. Philip Schofield was accused by the Huffington Post for ghost shuts. I'll say that again for ghostly slut shaming. When during the interview, after she revealed that she had had 20 ghostly lovers, Philip Schofield replied, this is on national television, (coughs) so I imagine he sounds like, let me do my, right, here. (laughs) Ew, matron. That's how I imagine British television. (laughs) I should imagine you have quite a name for yourself in the spirit world, I would imagine they'd be keen to visit you. (laughs) People were quick to jump on the online article. People were not having it. And I think award comment of the week has to go to TM, who was rightly outraged, who watched this ghostly slut shaming and responded... If she has sex with 20 ghosts, people call her a ghost. 
ghost slut. <laughs> but me being a man, if I have sex with 20 ghosts, I get high fives. <laughs> At the mental asylum. I'm sick. I'm sick of the double standards and the ghost slut shaming. Hashtag women's rights. <laughs> yeah, brother. Uh, imagine saying, my body, my choice, and a ghost goes, don't rub it in, I've got a corporeal yeah. form. Oh, oh, uh, awkward. I can't take physical form, that's rude. <laughs> Taking your day job. <laughs> uh, but never fear. Uh, Amethyst was trying to free herself and she came to Australia where she found her next ghostly lover. <laughs> he decided to follow her back to the UK. Oh. Over here, stealing our ghostly men. <laughs> but apparently the passion was so much they couldn't even wait till they get back to the UK and they consummated it in the loo of the plane. Oh, God. Saying she had now joined the Mile High Club. Isn't any sex with a ghost kind of the Mile High Club? Pretty much. She's just like, this is routine for me. (laughs) But this is her relation. One day, when I was walking through the bush, enjoying nature, I suddenly felt this incredible energy. It's called getting some sun. Calm down. (laughs) That's not ghostly dick. It's literally five minutes of sun a day. It'll do it. One of our many uranium deposits. (laughs) (laughs) It's a broken hill, breathes it in. (sighs) She felt this incredible energy. A new lover had arrived. And they consummated their love in the loo on the way home. Oh. And her ghost decided to get married. This happened after her ghost proposed to her after nine months at England's Wookie Hole Caves. <laughs> I checked. Apparently, that's not as much of a sex thing as you think it is. <laughs> because I heard the Wookie Hole Caves. I'm like, yeah, you did. Yeah. It's your birthday. <laughs> No, apparently actual caves. There you go. There you go. So he proposed to her. She says, there was no going down on one knee. He doesn't have knees. You know what else that means? No knees. I am not marrying that man. What do they teach you in Broken Hill? What? He hasn't got any knees. Don't marry him. Because if he can't get down on his knees, pray at the altar. Oh, you can lie on your back. It doesn't all have to be stood up in a bus stop or in a plane toilet. Like you can, you can, like it's cricket nets. You can lie down. Well, that's true. Okay. okay. Good thinking. Good thinking. Straight for middle stump. For the first time, she heard him speak. Oh. I could actually hear his voice, and it was beautiful, deep, sexy, and real. <laughs> she wants to add that in there, totally real, not made up, not the voices in my head I normally hear. This one is real. <laughs> she claims her friends and family 
are okay with the wedding going ahead. Oh. Weren't going to have it in a church. We're choosing instead to have a pagan ceremony. <laughs> she went on television to say we haven't discussed the details yet, but I think it will be quite a big do. <laughs> <sighs> Sometimes, this is how she describes making love to her new boo. Sometimes... I get the feeling that I'm being moved. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh my God, sex with you is so great. You make me feel like I'm on a trolley. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah, spin my office chair, lover. Spin it. <laughs> oh. Orgasms I have with my spirit lovers have been way more satisfying than any I've had with ordinary men. Take that man who broke up with me. <laughs> but only two years later, <sighs> trouble in paradise. <gasps> Amethyst has announced that the wedding has now been called off. <gasps> Oh my God, but their love seems so real. What happened to the moving, the spinning? Do you know why they broke up? Lack of communication, she threw out her Ouija board. He changed. Oh. He changed on holiday in Thailand. Oh. Oh. We've all been there, girlfriend. Oh. We've all been there. But to be fair, if you're going to find out they're a sex tourist, it's better to find out at the beginning than in court. Yeah. How'd you get a bintang singlet on a ghost? Mm. <laughs> I just picture the bintang. <laughs> just see a ping pong ball float past. Where's he going with that? Do you see a security guard just getting punched by an unseen force? <laughs> just as a quick aside, I used to work in the legal industry. One time I had to go through someone's house to find a copy of their will and I found their homemade sex dungeon, including their homemade ping pong ball uh, retrieval set. Which they used wiffle balls and fishing line. It's amazing what people will do mm. to get creative. Yeah, yeah. I literally turned the picture of Jesus to the wall as I found this stuff. Just like, oh my God. Amels, you name it, all of it in there. It was so good of work to it let you take that home with you. I know, yeah. So good of them. Yeah. I, I found four boxes of amyl nitrate, not ten. <laughs> Amethyst suspected her ghostly boo had been drinking and doing drugs. Oh. In Thailand? What? No! It's literally 10 cents. It's so cost effective. You're fucking... losing money by not doing drugs <laughs> in Thailand. I would, I would fucking pay to see a ghost do cocaine. Because it would... You, yeah, Thailand you, is the place. You can literally get anything. Have you ever, like, spilled sugar on the ground and had to, like, vacuum it up and you watch it go up into the vacuum cleaner and just bounce around? That's what it would fucking look like. Mm. Like the Fisher-Price lawnmower, just... 
Well, she claimed that he was going out, disappearing for days. No. Not coming back to the hotel. But when he could, he'd come back and bring strange ghosts with him. (laughs) Not even introduce them. They would stay for days. There would be crashing. Her things kept getting moved around. There was banging, strange noises and strange smells. This is just what happens when you go away for a holiday for the first time, all right? There is, they can't just be like, I'll see you tomorrow and fart all the way to the car in the morning. (laughs) This is where it's going to happen. And it's not a relationship until you do a strange smell in front of each other. Yeah. Looking at you two. (laughs) (sighs) She decided to confront him and told him that he had to sort out his ways. Oh, I should mention, by this time, somewhere in Thailand, she had figured out what his name was. Yeah, I know, like two years into the relationship, we're going to Thailand, now she asks his name. Yeah. You know what his name was? Have a guess, what do you think is the most ghostly name ever? Arnold, oh, good choice, good choice. I'm gonna say Marmaduke. Fothington. Ray. Ray? Ray. Ray's the guy that mows your lawn. Wow, okay. Or in her case, cuts the grass. Because this is the other thing that I've been thinking about. Like, we're going to read about a lot of people who are like, oh my God, like, oh my God, ghosts are going to come back and oh my God, they're doing me and it's amazing. I mean, he's pushing me on my office chair and it's amazing. Yeah, because you're being haunted by Antonio Banderas. Yeah. Yeah. He's not coming back to bone chicks in trailer parks. <laughs> Hugh Grant might, but yeah. Jason Momoa is not going to live this life and then weirdly die when a slightly chubby woman armed with cats sits on his face for too long going, you're Acroman, breathe through your gills, damn it. <laughs> lived a beautiful sexy life they have been getting hot sex their entire life they're not the ones coming back pestering women at the laundromat just like no we'll go and just just give it a little give it a little touch no no No. that's ray Mm. that's ray who had a polo shirt that didn't quite fit Mm. and he spent a lot of his time at the tab and went to went to fucking his deathbed holding a grudge against one particular greyhound or people subscribe to Andrew Tate when they die alone, <laughs> bitter in their basement. They're the ones coming back. Come on, this is Alpha Ghost Dick. You want it? You want it? No. That's who's trying to put their dick in you. I'm just saying. But anyway, you know. Yeah. So. Not all, right. all ghosts, but all ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> so. Amethyst has had to call off the wedding. She says both her family, and this is the bit that gets me, and this is the bit that really drives me mad when you research, because you get a lot of TV articles and articles you can't ask the person when there is an obvious question, and you're like, why didn't you ask that question? Amethyst claims that Ray's family is sad about how he's behaving. How does she know? Uh, is it a ghostly family or did she rock up 
to somebody who's had a family member depart and go, hi, I'm doing your dad. (laughs) He does me on a ghost trolley. Best sex I've ever had. (laughs) They haven't qualified if his family is dead or if they're alive. How do you not ask that? Okay, maybe that's just me. Anyway. (laughs) (coughs) So the family is apparently sad about how he's behaving, but Amethyst, no, she's setting the boundaries in the sand and has told him to clean up or get out. He wouldn't get out. So you know what she did? Saged the house. Oh, that's like changing the locks and throwing out all these cold chisel records. That's... (laughs) Holy shit. That is brutal. That is brutal. Oh, if only that worked on real men as well. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is over. Yeah. Most of those folks are going, what are you doing? No, you're wasting it. Put it... No, it goes in here. <laughs> <laughs> but Amethyst is now free and clear. She's saying she hasn't been put off ghosts and she is maybe ready for another one. Oh, you got to keep your heart open, don't you? Well, I don't think it's just their heart that's open. <laughs> Apparently they're just flying in through the window. <laughs> Spread it and they will come. Ah. Is that when all like her girlfriends come around with like cheap shampers and just like go, it's time to have an exorcism so you can have a sexism. <laughs> I think that's how women talk. When we're not hitting each other with pillows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get out, Satan. Get out. <laughs> oh my god, have you checked your titties for Satan? Uh, your oh mother god. sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> Which, again, I was watching The Exorcist the other night and I realised just how, like, fuck the patriarchy. How judgmental is that movie? Your mother sucks cocks in hell. Good on her. Good on her. She's she dying how she lived. Yeah. Happy. She just wants to suck the cocks. Let her suck some cock. Just to balance the gender scale there, a, friend, a good friend of mine, a comedian by the name of Michael Bowley, he joked to me that I wouldn't need to get dressed up to go to Halloween because I already look like Rolf Harris. <laughs> exactly. But I've transitioned to fucking sucking cocks in hell for chocolate bars and business is good. Next time you come on stage, I'm just going to play an ominous wobble board in the distance. (laughs) Turn the children away. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Would you like to hear about someone else who's found love in the afterlife? I would. Oh, in 2010, where do you think this person is from? England. (laughs) Or Tennessee. You're going to kick yourself when I say it. Port Perry? Florida. Of course. Of course it was Florida. Of course. She wrote into ghost stories to tell them about her strange encounter with a phantom. Her words, my phantom humper. (laughs) Someone might need to work on their sex talk. (laughs) Is Mm. she being haunted by a chihuahua? Mm. But she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, hump me, Roger. Hump me. <laughs> hump me like a speed bump. I don't know. <laughs> this is why you don't write romantic fiction. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, take fluids from me like a phlebotomist. 
Oh my god, I would totally read that. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, get on me like a restaurant on a slag heap, like the dirty, dirty oh. slag heap I am. Oh, I want to feel your leady tendrils in my veins, oh. in my bones. <laughs> Now, the worst bit about this description is this woman starts off with very proudly, like, I'm having regular sex with a ghost humper who comes in and humps me regularly in my house. <laughs> it's like trying to find an internet on the a recipe on the internet. Oh. And it's all like, oh, the smell of garlic reminds me of our childhood home. <laughs> Get to the ghost humping my tree my house is surrounded by trees no one gives a fuck ghost humping ghost you can't lead with ghost humping no talk about burying the lead you're fucking burying the corpse and then not getting to the story fuck yeah yeah there's a bit of journalism humor for any former news limited people in the audience she lives alone her house is surrounded by trees and she has two dogs After having sex with her new ghost friend, it seems the ghost became bolder and started waiting until she was awake. That's just rude. At least wake me up. She's not a member of the Liberal Party, is she? A while back. (laughs) Oh, sorry, she's English. (laughs) A while back, when I was sleeping, I felt a strange feeling or something pushing me down into my bed. It weirded me out, but I, I just kind of ignored it. Weeks later, I was awakened by the shouting of my name, Ethel, Ethel. (laughs) I thought it was a bad dream and I ignored it because these are not things to alarm you when you live alone in the woods at all. Things pressing down on you, people screaming your name like a banshee. (laughs) Now for the last week as I lay down to sleep, I felt bed shaking <laughs> very lightly <laughs> didn't even need to put a coin in the slot <laughs> and I felt like something was walking around my pillow is it a cat? <laughs> <laughs> like a cat would do ah! how very weird I thought <laughs> I then felt as if something was crawling around my legs and buttocks. (laughs) I turned on the lights. Oh, God, we finally found someone who's got a sadder life than I have. Uh. She feels a bit of, around the old buttocks. And her first, this is her first thought. I turned on the lights and checked myself for bedbugs. Oh, man. But nothing. Imagine just ruling out bedbugs and then just going, let's go with it. Yeah. But then 
it happened again. This time I was still widely awake. I felt... Oh, God. You know, Meryl Streep has been nominated for an Academy Award 21 times. Really? Hmm. Never won? No, she's won like four times. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great actor. And I am reading this sentence in the rhino room. Very happy with my life choices right now. (laughs) I felt the crawling (laughs) and cool spot on my anus. Oh! What? And the fact that it's a cool spot on her anus means... Oh. Well, we know, we know when the ghost's birthday was, don't we? You don't just get to the anus. Like, the anus is... Like Burke and Wills, just... Peek beyond the curtain. Checking for bed bugs. <laughs> there was a cool spot on my anus and private area. Oh, wow. And a light pumping going on. Oh. I mean, she does love a. <laughs> a simile, like <laughs> like the sound of a of a raver's car in the distance, like a Mitsubishi Evo listening to Two Unlimited from a long way away. But it's the most British ghosting molesting of all time. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry, not. I didn't wake you, did I? <laughs> <laughs> Just think of the Queen. Maybe it is the queen up oh, in here. Hello. Oh, that's what the fucking humping was. It was the corgi she took with her like a pharaoh. That's what's walking around the pillow. Yeah. Fucking corgi. You know she fucking took them to the grave like a pharaoh. Just gassed them all. They all went in there with her. Fucking that. Better that than Prince Philip. Oh, fucking, fucking Nosferatu. <laughs> Except it's Nosferatu who kills with a vehicle. <laughs> oh my god, so good. <laughs> so it's a light ghost pumping, or sometimes it's like a slight pin and needle feeling around my hips or buttocks. <sighs> that is the worst sexual experience description ever. If, if, oh, can I just say, if you can describe sex as, oh, I feel a bit tingly, like I've got some pins and needles, like I've been sitting on the toilet, <laughs> doom scrolling tonight, that's not a no. <laughs> that is not a no. So it comes from the uh, it comes from the upcoming series of Gavin in the Woods romantic novels, Fuck Me Like an Acupuncturist, <laughs> Not a Reiki Practitioner. <laughs> <laughs> Light pressure. (laughs) 
Guantanamo Bay City Rollers. Oh, mum. Now, the next one, I know some of you are sitting here and you're like, you know what, Liz, this is all fantastic, this is great, but I don't believe a word that you're saying. Do you want proof? Ghosts unmasked? Do you want a picture? (laughs) This better be a Polaroid. Now, for legal reasons, I do have to ask that everyone is okay with looking at the picture. Jesus. Yeah, you dirty bitches, yeah. The fuck kind of picture have you got? We need a disclaimer. (laughs) Oh, you haven't seen it. I haven't, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need another one of these. This happened. What's the next American city that we're going to go to? You... You're so close. What? Nashville. Ooh. Nashville's good. I'm going ding, with... ding, 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 ding. And that's on your buttock. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I'm going with Des Moines, Iowa. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. Mississippi. Euclid. Ohio. Oh. Fucking Ohio. Of course it's Ohio. Of course it's Ohio. Where Diane Carlisle started reporting. This is different. This is not ghosts trying to have sex with her. She started reporting ghosts having sex with other ghosts. Oh. Up in her house. In the kitchen, in the lounge room, she'd hear a beep, 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 come in, here they are, eh, 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 going at it. Wow. On one occasion, a three-way. She claims that she gave her granddaughter her phone, <laughs> who was four. <laughs> Do you know how many jokes I had to just fucking can instantly? <laughs> <laughs> To call child services. <laughs> That's how you get rid of young ghosts in your house. Just yeah. instead of saying, "I'm Jake the Peg Diggling Holy shit! Woo! Thank you. See, spread it, and they will come. So she claimed that she gave her four-year-old, four-year-old granddaughter um, the, the phone and she was just wandering around, just, you know, just taking pictures of random things in the house, as you do. There's a foot, there's a bird. Yeah. Here are some ghosts banging in the lounge room. They're, do you want to see this picture? They're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> Oh, okay. We brought art supplies. Okay. Oh, we needed strip like doom, doom, What is that? We'll build up to it. Oh, this is open. Amethyst. Amethyst. The lady who went to Thailand. Hang on, I'll bring you a microphone. Hang on. 
Amethyst, the lady who went to Thailand. This is her. You all thought she was going to be fugly with a cleft. <laughs> yeah, so, shame on y'all for making an assumption. My favourite thing is the read what the coast under her. Oh, use the accent. I gave up man to have sex with ghosts. There you go. Okay. Now. We have the picture, and then we have the zoomed in bit. Yeah. All right. So bear in mind that this woman, her four-year-old came with her in photos, and this woman looked at it and went, look at them ghosts fucking. (laughs) Are you ready? That's a hell of a Rorschach, isn't it? What? Oh, that looks like the side of a 70s van. Like, you know, it was like, you know, like a Mexican fucking... This is part of the TV. This bit over here, she claims, is the ghost fucking. Oh, yeah, no. I've blown it up. Oh, okay. (laughs) I want you to know... (laughs) I went to Officeworks today. <laughs> you gotta pay, you gotta pay. <laughs> the worst thing is, it was sitting in landscape and not portrait. So I had to take my USB over to the Officeworks worker and ask her to bring up the picture <laughs> and change it. Ta-da! Can we all see it? Can we see it? Okay, now my question is, I'm gonna to have to look out, I can't see anything beyond these lights. Who thinks they can actually see the fucking? Put your hand up if you reckon you can identify the fucking that's going on. Who's, who's screaming I see it? Okay. It is. It's a war. It was like a war shock test. Yeah, it's a Rorschach. Like a magic eye, yeah. Unfortunately, I forgot the artist easels, and maybe on the thing. Now, if you can just fill in for everyone. Draw it. You know what? Lean it down. (laughs) Fill in the bits. Let us know. Oh, you think they're on their knees? Ooh. Hello. Well, could be Elvis. Is it Elvis on a toilet? <laughs> what it? And that's her on her knees. Where's so, is that the penis? Yeah, I think so. I think so. You so think like you penis? know, I feel like she's kneeling or they're kneeling, and there's a person's head here. And I like it. That's pretty good. That Round of applause. Alright, hang on. Oh, you got a prize. An official Gabin in the Woods cocaine plate. Congratulations. (laughs) 
What are you, what are, you are you signing it? <laughs> She's currently writing pervert on it. Congratulations on your official Gabin in the Woods Swingers Bowl. We'll take ghost keys of up to 10 ghosts. See, and it's not just her, like, this woman in Ohio being a crazy old pervert. You all saw it too. <laughs> you saw it live. <laughs> <laughs> so she went to Fox Cleveland News to share her picture of the ghost fucking. <laughs> she pretty much came with the same description as you. As she says, it looks like ghosts haven't sex. Yeah. You can see the lady's high-heeled shoes. <laughs> Marianne Winnikowski is a paranormal investigator from Ohio. She says that she is known around the world. That's on her website. Right. No one else said that. Her website <laughs> says that. <laughs> and claims to be a consultant on the TV show now cancelled, The Ghost Whisperer. Apparently the ghosts are whispering, I'm horny. horny." (laughs) (laughs) So Diane recently went to the home where she says she detected multiple spirits. (laughs) First of all, she wants you to know an earthbound spirit is the type of spirit that she can see and talk to because they're earthbound. My God, thank God we brought in a specialist. (laughs) (sighs) She claimed that in the house, she found a woman named Marilyn. So that's a sexy name for a ghost. That's a sexy ghost name. Mm. Yeah. When she died, she was 39 years old. She is still 39 years old. Because she's dead. Yeah. She's not aging. (laughs) Fucking hell. Now, she claims that there is a man spirit in the house and she had to warn the owner that he is not a very nice man. He died in prison. (gasps) See, it's what we're saying. No one hot and single with a job and a Porsche and three houses and a Sunday yacht is not trying to put their dick in you. No. It's a guy that knows how to make booze out of Vegemite and orange juice. It's rowdy from prison. (laughs) Ah, Lord. So she did an exorcism in the hope that she could lead the ghosts from the house. Diane, however, has come out and said, yes, she's glad because she doesn't want any more fucking in her house. However, if you're a ghost who can keep it clean and platonic... She's welcome to come and visit her in her house. I ain't got nothing else to do. You can hang out with me. (laughs) Please be my friend and not fuck on my couch. (laughs) Oh, Lord. What country should we go to next? What sexy country do you think we would not go to? This will have to be our last country because we are pushing our time limit. Oh, okay. Oh, the German ghost can't be good. Holy shit. She's just looking at her watch and just going, let's get to the anal fisting. Like, fucking Germany, please. Sweden? Oh, yeah, it's Sweden. 
I always thought Sweden was nice, and then I found out they're one of the biggest arm dealers in the world. Yeah, man, they live on pickled fish and shit. They're fucking weird. Yeah, fucking IKEA and fucking weapons of mass destruction. There you go. Who the fuck knew? I don't know if you've got to put the bombs together yourself. <laughs> All right. We're going to go to a country that you probably thought were too cool to be molested by a pervy ghost. <laughs> Come on. Strut, strut, strut. We're talking Italy. Hey, come on. <laughs> They're way too cool on their little Vespers. I'm pretty sure molestation is one of the lyrics of their national anthem. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Berlusconi. Oh, my God, with the, yeah. If, well, if you die in the Boinga Boinga Palace, that's not... <laughs> That's not a good eternity either. <laughs> it's really not. God. Then you're going to spend eternity calling it Boinga Boinga. Just, you're the Versace. Surely you can do something a little bit better than Boinga Boinga. <laughs> That's hard to spell in a Ouija board. Boinga Boinga. Oh, a Boinga Boinga is something you don't want to tell people Rolf Harris did to you. Oh. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> Said Rolf Harris. <laughs> Calm down, you dirty perv. Oh, they just pump lightly. <laughs> We're heading to Sicily, where it has become a common courtesy to mummify dead monks in caves. So they can continue to be visited by living relatives and people to pay their respects. Yeah. According to Paul, I can't say his last name, but he wrote a book. <laughs> the Empire of Death. A cultural history of ossuaries and charnel houses. God, that sounds fascinating. Yeah. Apparently, the ghost of one of these mummies was suspected to be a serial panty thief. <laughs> the mummy's relatives became suspicious when they discovered a stash <laughs> of women's panties behind the mummy. <gasps> like trophies. <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird way you're just trying to sweep it out. <laughs> Sweep it out. Oh. Not even Brendan Fraser could make that mummy story sexy. Mm. Could he? No. <laughs> oh. Word got out oh. that there was a panty stealing dead priest running around Sicily. <laughs> it sounds shocking, but it doesn't surprise you. If you if you were raised Catholic, it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. It yeah. makes sense. Police got a phone call from a lady claiming the undies were hers. Hey. She said she'd been having visions of a ghost, of a priest entering her home. He would proposition her. <laughs> would you like a little blood of Christ in you? Or would you prefer the body of Christ? <laughs> I would 
but no kneel. I can't kneel. <laughs> when she turned him down, she would find her undies had disappeared. The Vatican decided to pull out the playbook. Step one, have you tried blaming the victim? (laughs) Are we gonna move the ghost to another parish? (laughs) The monastery accused the woman of scouting up the mountain, sends on these and planting them in there herself. Only a man would come up with that because women, can I get an amen? We know how much our underwear costs. Am I right? Jesus. Oh, my God. And the nicer they are, the sooner you put them on, your body is like, hey, period. Pow, 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 That's, that's exactly the period education I got at a Catholic school. <laughs> so they accused the woman of planting the underwear herself and decided that they were going to set up a test that they wouldn't describe to anybody outside the church. You know they just put cameras yeah. in her house. <laughs> which is, oh, well, I'm, I'm maybe a little... Scratch and sniff. <laughs> Let us go to the scrolls. And they open them up. Fuck it, let's just get a Google ring cam. There we are, done. <laughs> <laughs> Despite this test and them being able to prove that she was in fact planting them there herself, her underwear continue to disappear. They were later found. Again, if it was Imhotep, it could just be me pinging him at him. (laughs) I'm just saying, as he continues to suck life out of Americans, damn. Okay, without casting aspersions, what is Imhotep's one weakness? Cats. He's not going anywhere fucking near you. You've got 55 cats in one room alone. Yeah. Oh, destined to forever be alone. (laughs) Oh my god. This is why I'm not being molested by ghosts. They would not get a shot in in between my cats running across me, fighting about who gets to sleep on mummy. You're adopted. You're not a real child. Woken up at 3 a.m. because my cat wanted to just alert me to be cool, to be aware. Okay, this is kind of be alert, not alarmed, but I'm gonna do a shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the end of the story. Oh. After 10 minutes of hearing scratching. On the tiles, not moving any dirt, not moving any litter. My cat came back to let me know there was now a shit in the house. <laughs> do you want to maybe do something about that, you dirty bitch? Like, it's a shit. You can get up and clean that. I don't want to live in a house with a shit. 
when am I getting lightly pumped in between that? There's no time. <laughs> I've got shit to scoop. <laughs> just take my undies. Just take them and fuck off. <sighs> so her undies kept disappearing. So to bring it to an end, the Vatican decided, okay, we can't blame her. We've tried. We've set up the handy cams. Mm. To bring an end, those from the church went to the mummy <laughs> and told him that they would bury him in the ground if he didn't stop stealing underpants. <laughs> According to the author, the panty stealing stopped. All right, we're going to cut it off. I had one more. We're going to have to save it for the next episode. I've got a woman. I said I was going to do it for someone, but we'll have to wait for the next episode. A woman who claims that the ghost of Michael Jackson comes into her body. (laughs) Comes into her body and... Oh, no. Eats cookies. What?! By the fucking look of it, I've got the Jackson 5 in here. <laughs> I, think, I think we'll have to save that one for next week. I think we, we, we prattled on too much. We did. We got a bit too excited. Well, too much light not? pumping. <laughs> oh, is that bed bugs? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, the bed bugs part in my cheeks like the Red Sea, like Charlton Heston himself. Ooh, just... Let my people go. And then just blow gently on my anus. Just so I know you're there. Give it a little bit of a blow. Give it a little... Oh, there we go. But in the meanwhile, so, you know, just remember, next time you hear a light pumping, it could be a lover from beyond. But don't waste your time with a ghost. You know what you need? You need a mothman. Because real mothmen eat the carpet. And there's no no in necrophilia. (laughs) Thank you very much for coming out to Gabbard of the Woods Live! Please do stick around, have some drinks. The venue was like kind enough to have us here, but we'd love to catch up and have a bit of a chat. I just got to pack up all this bullshit, but we'd love to stick around and say hi. So thank you so much for coming. It really means a lot to us. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Woo! I'm going to stop this bullshit. <laughs>